Judy Bloom was in the room and I go, we're gonna do the hokey pokey. Everybody turned around and looked at each other like, this chick has lost her mind. Hi, I'm your host, Christina Hubbard, and this is the Creative and Free Podcast, where creative hearts come fully alive to the pursuit of joy. This is episode 21. It's also part two of an interview I recorded with illustrator and storyteller Vanessa Brantley-Newton. Vanessa is the featured artist this month, and she is full of life and tenderness. In the last episode, we chatted about her mission to help children of all backgrounds feel seen and the disabilities and struggles that she had as an African-American artist, which informs and strengthens her work and her storytelling today. In this interview, we talk about trusting God in the creation process and talking to ourselves and others with kindness. You'll hear us chat about the incredible biscuits and jam at Hutchmoot, an arts conference put on by the Rabbit Room. That's where I first met Vanessa in a powerful session she was a part of on art and grief. Hutchmoot is online this year. It's called Hutchmoot Homebound and tickets are still available. It's going on October 9th through the 11th. So go to hutchmoothomebound.com for more info. Also, if you haven't gone to my website lately, christinahubbard.com, head on over there. I have a free meditation on Psalm 23 I'd love to give you. It is exclusively for my podcast listeners, and it will help you engage your imagination, connect with God, and calm your soul. All right, we pick up this conversation with Vanessa as we're talking about synesthesia. Synesthesia is the ability to see, hear, taste, and smell color. Enjoy. I'm a sweet pickle person myself. But. You're a sweet pickle person. Okay. <laughs> we can still hang. Yeah, yeah we can. Work. We can. What is your favorite color and what does it taste like? Oh, my favorite color, like I said, is yellow. It used to be pink. I used to love pink. Pink represents life to me. It's, you know, especially in working in a hospital where I saw enough blue. Uh, and when I say blue, the color that we turn when we, we literally die. So when I see pink, pink always represented life to me. And um, it is a combination of colors for me. It is pink, it is orange, it is magenta, and definitely yellow. You're gonna see a lot of it in my artwork, uh, a lot of it in my office. I, I, I just love yellow. Yellow is a very, very powerful color to me. Uh, and um, it brings me joy, it makes me feel good, but it tastes like pink. So what does pink taste like? Pink doesn't have a taste. Pink has a sound. And it is. So, so pink sounds like bells to me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Blue, blue is um, uh, harmonious to me. So when I see blue, I begin to balance. And um, green, green is just, to me, uh, you know, of course we see green. Green is just fresh. But there is a different green that makes me sick, that makes me ill. And that is army green. Army green makes me very ill. I don't like it on, in clothing. I try to buy it, and I don't like the way it makes me feel. Um, the room spins when I'm seeing arm, too much army green. It can be on a person. It just can't be the whole room filled with army green. It's just bad. Yeah. Yes. So no, no driving through military compounds for you. <laughs> Stuff like, yeah. Yeah not, yeah, not a good place for me. <laughs> so how does your art, as, as you are doing it, 
and you're going through the creation process, how is it forming you spiritually? It, it is forming me in a way where uh, I am trusting God every single step. Um, the word of God tells us the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered of the Lord. And I take that into my spiritual walk. I take it into my natural life. I take it into creativity. There is a um, special person in the Bible. His name was Bezalel. And Bezalel was um, one of the temple artists who built the tabernacle. And how, when I read that scripture about how the Holy Spirit or how God directed him and gave him color and told him what to do. It was so powerful uh, to me that I was like, God, I want you to do that in me. Do that through me. I want you to be able to tell me what character to create. So when I'm in my office, and like I said, I don't mind telling you, like I said, I'm a woman of faith. The Holy Spirit will tell me, oh, that, that character is going to be a little boy, or that little character is going to be a little girl with red hair. You know, uh, uh, um, today I'm go with whatever I am feeling. And so it's inside uh, of me when I meditate in the morning, when I'm taking that time to really calm the brain, calm the body, hear God, what are you saying? What, what am I to create today? Sometimes it's not painting for me. Sometimes it's create a doll. Sometimes it's create a poem today. Uh, five poems will come right, boom, 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 right behind each other. Or a song will come, write the song and I'll write the song. Or today I want you to paint papers. That's it. Just paint papers. I paint papers. So whatever the Holy Spirit tells me to do, that's what I want to do. So do you ever get in a place where you are kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say fighting, but, mm-hmm. but kind of are, you know, really God, is this what you want me to create? You know, like if you've got a deadline and you're yep. feeling like, well, okay, God, but you want me to do this. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you ever experience anything like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I'm going, really? Seriously, Father? Today? Really? Sometimes it's, I need to have a conversation with somebody. I'm like, Lord, I really don't want to talk today. I don't. Um, and I don't mind sharing with you that I am, uh, God is blessing with the gift of propheticness. So I'm able to speak to people in the prophetic. You can tell me one thing is going on with you, but the Holy Spirit will tell me exactly what's going on. And um, uh, it's always to encourage. But there are times as an artist, my, you know, my flesh just wants to, I don't want to talk to nobody today. I just want to be in my office by myself, do my thing. You know, I got a deadline. You want me to do what in the middle of a deadline? You know I have a deadline. I can't, I can't, th- this is not working for me right now. And um, I will tell you, every single time God shows up in a way that blows my mind, story, here we go. I was going to the SCBWI, which is Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. I was going to the conference in California. And my sister was going with me. And we were praying before we went out because I was the keynote speaker. And I was a little afraid. It was a lot of people (laughs) that I had to speak to. And I was a little afraid. And I was like, God, I, I, I need you to put the right words in my mouth. I really don't know exactly what to say. And uh, even though I've rehearsed and everything else, you said, open your mouth and I will fill it. And so I need you to fill my mouth. And my sister asked me, she said, so what do you want to do? What do you want to do to open up? And I prayed and I heard, literally, watch this, y'all. I prayed and I heard the Holy Spirit say, do the hokey pokey. 
Did you just say do the hokey pokey? He said do the hokey pokey. These are grown people. These are not little kids. These are grown people. I get downstairs, walk in the room. Everybody's excited. Oh, Vanessa, we can't wait to hear you talk. We saw your TED talk, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I'm feeling the room out. I said, I'm feeling a little tension in here. Some of you feel like, you know, what am I here for? I, I, you know, I hope somebody picks me up for a book. I hope I get a book deal. I hope I meet the right people. Blah, blah, blah. I said, um, and I need you to shake yourself for a second. We're going to do the hokey pokey. Judy Bloom was in the room. Judy Bloom was in the room. You led and, Judy Bloom in yes, the hokey pokey. I had Judy, Judy Bloom was in the room and I go, we're going to do the hokey pokey. Everybody turned around and looked at each other like, this chick has lost her mind. But I have to tell you, everybody, even Judy Bloom, did the hokey pokey. After it was all over, Judy Bloom walks up to me. They make a circle and just let us have our, our, our own moment, which was very, very touching. I will honor that moment forever. She says to me, nobody makes Judy Bloom do the hokey pokey, except Vanessa Bradley Newton. <laughs> yes. I yes. will never, ever forget that. That was the most awesome moment ever. That is a tremendous story. <laughs> so, you know, if, if we go with it, I mean, you know, the weirdest things sometimes happen, but the weirdest things sometimes can be the best things ever. She said that was such a moment for her. And then to have God carve out a moment where I would get to stand before Judy Bloom mm -hmm. and we would have a private moment together where we hugged and where she loved on me and where I loved on her. It was so powerful. It's amazing. <laughs> so amazing. Uh. So you have a lot of different art forms that inform what you do. Because I know you're a singer. I've heard you sing. Because uh -huh. I saw Hutch Moot and you sang a bit there. And um, watched some of your presentations online. And you have a powerful voice. So, and, and I know you've worked in fashion as well. So how do those all combine into what you do now? It, it is so amazing. Um, I thought when I went to FIT, you know, it's the Fashion Institute of Technology. I want to get a job in fashion. And in a way I did. My mom was a milliner and she made hats and she made the big church lady hats. Oh, yeah. And so um, I did get to do that. I got to do uh, wedding veils. I can still do them now where I do wedding veils for people when I'm, I'm asked. But that was such a special, special, special thing. I remember my mom having my first fashion show in our backyard when I was 16 years old. And Lucy was one of my favorite characters on TV. And I remember she wore this black and white dress that she went to Paris, France to get. And I remember making my own copy of the dress and having that in my backyard as a fashion show. And uh, just didn't see how fashion was going to actually play out. And because African-Americans weren't really getting jobs in fashion, we got jobs as makeup artists. So I did makeup artistry for 25 years. Um, I made hats. I sewed and, and then I stopped. And I got into doing children's book illustration. And I found that I loved dressing children. And so I would put the most fantastic and still do put the most fantastic illust uh, uh, illustrated fashion 
on children. As a matter of fact, Tori Spelling, when she did her book, uh, Presenting to Lula, Presenting to Lula, she came to my blog and saw a dress that I designed and then called my agent. And that's how I got to work with Tori Spelling. And so fashion has kind of played a part in it, not as big as I wanted it to, but um, I am known in the industry now. Um, New York Times did an article on me about a year and a half ago uh, calling me Vanessa Brentley Newton, the fashion illustrator to children's wear, you know, in children's books. And it's because I want my teachers to look fantastic. I want the students to look fantastic. Um, and so uh, they, they have really played a big role in that. But then in singing as well, I get to do what's called sing reads, where I can sing a book to children. And so now people are asking me to come, will you do a sing read for us? And I'm like, sure, absolutely. So all of it actually is finding its place where it's supposed to be. And that's, and I'm, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I used to kick against it. Oh, how's that going to work? I'm just going to be a praise and worship leader. That's what I'm going to do. Just lead and pray, praise and worship. And I knew that God had more than that. And it was all of this thing, your, your art, your fashion, all of it. And even the way I dress, people constantly, I go to the airport, they stop me. Either I have a, when last time you saw me, I had a mohawk. I have a mohawk and uh, people compliment me on my clothes. And so um, it, it finds its way where it mixed in and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you make your own clothes? Um, sometimes I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do easy things though. Really like drapey, whatever. Some of that I can just cut out in a second and put it on and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who are some of the artists that have influenced you as a, as an illustrator or, you know, even in, in the other forms of art that you do? Oh my goodness. There, there are so many. Um, I, I have some books down here that I've collected. One of, one of my, my favorite ones uh, is a, a guy that uh, I'm trying to see if I have the picture book here on the shelf that I can grab for you. But um, this guy did this book, wonderful book. This is an old book. Can't find this book anywhere. This book is called Thomas and it is by, it's illustrated by Cliff Roberts. So Cliff Roberts was one of the famous illustrators that I loved so much. Uh, Ezra Jack Keats is yes. my favorite. Uh, I, I've loved him since I was a little girl. The first time I ever saw his work was 1968 in a book called The Snowy Day. And then one of his really good friends, Eric Carl, who did this book and a bunch of books, um, one of them which was my favorite, and I'm gonna grab it off the shelf for you now, is The Hungry Caterpillar. And so these are some of my favorite artists that I copied. Mary Blair was another. Fit Westendop, who was from, uh, was, was Dutch. And so um, I loved her work as well. And anything by Hanna-Barbera. So the artists mm -hmm. that worked with Hanna-Barbera, those were my favorites. Those are my favorites and still are. It's mm. good. So one of the values on the Creative and Free podcast and the work that I do is courage. Yes. What do you think it means to be a, an artist, a creator full of courage, bravery? Drawing it, creating it, singing it, dancing it, reading it, scared. 
Just, just doing it. Doing just it doing it. Yep, doing it scared. Because at times we think we have to know everything. I have to know uh, when, when I go to conferences and they ask me, well, will you teach a class on this? And, and just being honest with you, Christina, in, my insides are like, you know, teach you what? I, I don't know how to teach you how to do what I do. Um, I can only tell you spiritually what I do to get there. And how I get there is by meditation, is by prayer, is by seeking the face of God. That's how it works for me. It might not work that way for you, but this is how I do it, is when I have a moment, he knows my name, you know? He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls. And he, you, I, that's how I do it. Somebody else might not do it that way. Somebody else might have to dance it out, you know? Somebody else might have to spit poetry or rhyme to get it out. Somebody might have to make, and y'all had these wonderful biscuits. They were, they, these biscuits. Oh, at Hitchmoot? Yes. Lord oh, yes. With the jam? That was like heaven. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Those were the best biscuits I think I, oh, my goodness. Next to my mama's. Those biscuits were so fantastic. I could have, my husband and I must have had 10 between the two of us. Good. <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. And so somebody might have to cook it out. You know, whatever way it works for you. Um, um, but for me, that's how, that's how I do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Do it scared, but do it. How do you have self-compassion for yourself too, as an artist? You know, what, the way I was raised, it was to be hard on yourself, to beat yourself up. And um, we find out many years later that that has not been beneficial. Um, that, oh, I'm horrible. Oh, I'm not a good Christian. Oh, I'm not a good person. I, I don't know, you know, I'm not a good nurse, doctor, wife, husband, child, whatever. And we say these negative things to ourselves thinking it's going to promote us to do better. Not at all. The word of God tells us, so a man thinketh, so is he. The Bible also tells us to decree a thing. What are you decreeing over yourself? What are you saying to yourself? Because we say a lot of negative stuff about it. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny, too tall, too black, too white, too, uh, uh, too, 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 too. And we say so much negative things and we think that it's going to change our situation. And it's not going to change your situation. What comes out of your mouth? And this is my scripture that I stand on every day. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We pray things like, oh, Lord, we're coming to you, the wretches that we are. We're so hard. Okay. Okay. You don't think God is checking your heart? You know, search my heart, Father. Know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me into the everlasting way. God already knows your heart. He is never sitting on the throne scratching his head like, I didn't see that coming. God knows what's going on with you. We don't have to put on airs. And so I love that I can come before an almighty father king and say, daddy, I love you. I'm, I, I messed up. I feel like I failed in this area. But you know what, Lord, you've given me some things that I'm so grateful for. I'm grateful for my hands that you've given me that draw 
and can and make pictures. I thank you for the spirit of Christ that's in me that wants to share with other people to teach them how to do the same thing. I thank you for giving me an encouraging word where I can encourage somebody else. That's, that's, that's where we need to be. And we need to be very careful what comes out of our mouths because we produce life and death. It's in our tongues. Yeah, I love that in your TED talk you gave, uh, you talk about how the, you know, kids see who we are, what we're doing, how we live our lives. They may, and I love how you say, they may not uh, obey, but they're listening. That's right. They're listening. They're they're listening. That's right. The children not obey, but children are listening. Yes, they are to every word that comes out of our mouths and what we do. Yeah. And, and we're listening to ourselves too. Would you say, you know, like we say things and what we say life and death, it creates that in us as well. So I love how you're talking about, you know, we need to speak life. We need to speak life. You know, um, uh, uh, it changed for me when I was listening to myself one day going, I just love you to death, girl. Yeah. I need to change that. I love you to life, girl. And I've been saying it ever since. It is, um, we cannot, you know, we, we, we in America, we have this language that we have. That's a bad suit she had on. Okay, let's, you know, let's, let, let's change how we, that is a beautiful, brilliant suit that you have on. You look fantastic in it. And be able to take a compliment to say, thank you, you know? Uh, uh, that's not being conceited when you say thank you. You know, there are some people when you say, oh, you really sang that song today or whatever. Just say thank you. Just, mm-hmm. you, it's not still in God's glory. Just say thank you. <laughs> that's yes. it. Yes. You know, it's, um, it's in, I, I think it's even being more insincere when, when we don't. Um, to, to look at people, sometimes I love, I love, 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 love complimenting people. I love complimenting. You have a beautiful smile. You have a beautiful hair. Matter of fact, I love your hair. Thank you. <laughs> and, you have, and your eyes. You have gorgeous eyes, Christina. Thank you. You really do. You have gorgeous eyes. And I love celebrating people in this way. I don't want to wait to give you your flowers after you're dead. Mm. I want to celebrate you now. And I want to find words to encourage you now. Because we need it in a pandemic in a country right now where we're seeing things that we thought were done with, where God is uncovering all of the things that were covered up. We need to show more love and acceptance. Uh, Doesn't mean I have to accept your way of life or whatever. I can go home and pray, but I need to treat you kindly so that you go, wow, they treated me like I I was special. She made me feel some kind of way that when they walk away, they go, that's Jesus. That's, that's the Jesus I want in my life right there. And so I, I really want to be careful what comes out of my mouth. So when I speak to people, I want them to say, she said something so encouraging to me. She left, she left me so lifted. I feel like I could run on and do what God has called me to do. That, that's what matters to me. You really are at a strategic place in 
art and uh, children's literature and speaking life into these times. And that is, that is such a beautiful calling. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. is. It's, it is. Um, it's, it's, it's strange um, because I, I tend to have, and this is just being real, I tend to have black people who want me to pick a side and white people who want me to pick a side. Which side are you on? I am always on the side of the child. Always on the side of the child. Because children don't come here hating. We teach them to do so. And you can say, oh, well, I don't teach my child. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's not something they just learn on TV. They learn it from you. They're watching everything we do, how we look. And sometimes it's not even what we say. They watch our energy, what comes off of us. Do you embrace people and love on them? Or, or, or are you grabbing yourself and, okay, you know, and, and, and looking a certain way? I am a lover of children. I love children. I am perpetually five years old. It is my happy place. I stay there. And so I find I don't want to judge you. I don't want to know all your personal business. How can I make you smile today? Is there a picture that I can draw for you? Is it a song that I can sing? Is it a word that I can give you to say it's going to be okay? That's, that's, that's Christ to me. That's Christ. Mm -hmm. What is bringing you joy right now, Vanessa? You know, uh, in the morning I get up and um, I go to YouTube. Uh, there are mornings when I can't find words and uh, I get up in the morning and I will find a prayer and I will just turn on the prayer and just let the prayer go and I'll just enter in in the prayer and it's been so powerful it's just been so so very very powerful sometimes just to walk into sing music has brought me such joy in this time is uh, yesterday I found out that uh, Chadwick Bosman passed um, the Black Panther. Mm -hmm. uh, but Chadwick uh, came from Anderson, South Carolina. And that's where a lot of my family is in that part of South Carolina. And I know how he was raised. Uh, he was a Christian. He sang in his church choir. Uh, he was he was he was awesome. And uh, I cried and I still cry. Uh, but I know that he is before God. I can feel it. He is before the throne of God and he wouldn't come back here if we wanted him to. And uh, when, I, when we get to heaven, there will be no more preaching and teaching. There will only be worship. And so I turn on my worship music and I just play the music. And sometimes I just enter in um, my, my, my friends and you, you, you know them well, Joe and Gina, Gina um, they do praise and worship sometimes on Facebook. And it has touched my heart in such a way just to sometimes just turn it on and just to sit back and to just bask in the presence of the Lord. It's amazing. It's amazing. Music is, music is so powerful. So powerful. It turns yeah. things upside down. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It is, it is the medicine I think that we all need. When, when, when people tell me, oh, I don't like music, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Now, now I will judge you for that. <laughs> I will judge you. Sound is something so very, very powerful. Sound has the ability to heal. 
it has the ability to shake things. Um, I practice Tai Chi. And um, one of the things that we have is Vibrational Friday. And Vibrational Friday is where we shake the body and we turn on music and we shake our bodies. Now they call it shaking the body, I call it dancing. And we dance and how it lifts the spirit so much so, it just lifts you. And I love to be around dancing people. People who love to dance, boy, you got me. That's it, that's my thing. Music and dance, done, done deal. We, we have music and done deal, I'm, I'm there. You're there, that's it. <laughs> that's it, keep the food. This is music, okay, I'm there. What, what food would be there? What do you love to eat? All the wrong things sometimes. And I, I, I don't want to say wrong things. Um, I am a foodie. I'm a, I'm a big foodie. I, I love to cook. If I wasn't doing art, I would literally be doing culinary arts because I love to cook so much. But um, I love salmon. I love shrimp. Uh, shrimp and grits is one of my favorites. Uh, 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 hot, a good old dirty water dog from New York on the street. Yeah, love it. Love it. So, so I'm good. a I'm a foodie. I love food. I, I, I'm buying recipe books like you would not believe. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So Vanessa, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at vanessabrantleynewton.com. You can also find me on Facebook at uh, if you want to friend me on my page Vanessa Brantley Newton, or you can uh, friend me at Vanessa Newton. That's where I have a lot of my personal stuff on there. Excuse me. And I'm also found on Instagram at Vanessa Brantley Newton as well. Thank you, Vanessa. This has been a fabulously inspiring and moving conversation. To find links from this episode, including Vanessa's TED Talk and a link to Hutchmoot Homebound, as well as other great artist interviews, go to ChristinaHubbard.com. And be sure to grab your free meditation on Psalm 23 while you're there. Stay tuned for our next episode when Vanessa leads us in a prayer that she prays to speak life into her day. Until next time, in the words of John O'Donohue, may you live this day compassionate in heart, clear in word, gracious in awareness, courageous in thought, generous in love.